the Geeks and Brews podcast said, our podcast has a better table than you guys. They have you, Geeks and Brews. Commence radio transmission. It's the Geeks and Brews podcast, the podcast where we geek uh, with a brew. What's up, gang? It's uh, your uh, podcast friends here. It's uh, Chris, uh, your leader guy. Fearless. <laughs> 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 <Talking the show. laughs> I, I got to work on that one. Uh, yeah, that Eli? Um, hi, what's up? <laughs> Guillermo? Hey, I am not the fearless leader. I'm just fearless. <laughs> and Edgar. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> we are trying a, uh, a Skype uh, new background. It's called Together Mode on Skype. It looks like we're all sitting around in some kind of uh, like look like some rock formation steps or something. I feel like we're part, part of like a Senate or something, dude. We need to find if there's a background for like the the Senate in Star Wars. Like that would be an, an oh, awesome yeah. Uh, background. Yeah, we got to yeah. figure that one out. Yeah, but this is this is pretty neat, man. Especially when we have uh, multiple guests, or, or you know, on the show, or or whatnot. Sky, but get, hey, uh, get, get working on that thing on that. Yeah, on I the, mean, there, there the probably backgrounds. there probably is a setting. We just have to you know play around with it. But I, I had never seen together mode before, so I'm I'm glad uh, we did this. Uh, um, so, fellow geekers, we got a uh, show for you. And by the way, uh, um, I somehow coined that phrase, geekers. Uh, maybe we refer to our uh, our audience as the geekers. Um, they're geeking out with us, and I I, I did that on the best of uh, 2020 show, and I I was trying to uh, you know talk to our our fellow our audience, and I called them geekers. So uh, it, it, you know it's rolling off the tongue. If anyone uh, has any objections, that's Chris at geeksandbrews.com. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, do what we always do every show. Let's geek out with a brew, guys. Sounds good. And today's brew of the day. This is uh, my pick. Uh, straight from the El Segundo Brewing Company over here in California. This is Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, guys. Uh, nice little India Pale Ale. Um, nice little... Uh, um, if you look at the side of the can, there's a, a picture of a cobra. Um, and it has a Steve Austin's uh, signature. So he, he does approve. Wait, is this, um, is this I, I, Steve Austin, the, the, the WWE yeah, wrestler? Yeah, this is his... This is his, yeah, this is his, his uh, I don't know if it's his brew, but uh, des- it was designed... Um, I mean, I don't know if he, you know, but maybe he did. I mean, it says right here it was designed by Steve Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company. Now, probably the the brewing company made the beer. He probably had something to do with it. I don't know if he actually brewed it himself. I mean, he could be a brewer for all we know. I'm um, in his spare time. Um, but this is for the working man and woman. It features uh, Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops to deliver a big flavor with an easy finish. So, Guillermo, I think you would like that that part at least. Big IPA guy, but you like the you'll, you'll hopefully enjoy the easy finish. 
Um, why, now, why do you guys it, hate me and always get the IPAs? I love this. Hey, you do this. It's I, all the I, mode, I love, Guillermo. I love the, uh, the, the next sentence. Now stop reading and start enjoying this awesome beer. Cheers. So, Cheers. all right, guys. Let's open these bad boys up. Cheers. And as we're in the quarantine time, like, uh, what was virtual, that? Cheers. virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. <laughs> virtual cheers. For, for a second, we got this British nanny. Oh, that's good. It's on the light end. Like The bite is light. Yeah. This is a I terrific feel like thing. the initial part is light, and then there's a bite, and that bite is oh. bitter. Oh, oh no. There's no, no, no bite. Come on, Guillermo. Come on, man. There's a very small one, I think. Yeah, it's, not, it's just because it's like it starts off okay. You know, like my taste buds are like, oh, maybe it's not that bad, and then it suddenly gets really sour. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've been drinking a lot of IPAs. I don't really feel it anymore. But it was like a very light kind of clean beer for me. Yeah, no, it, it definitely feels. Uh, um... It feels cleaner, especially for an IPA. Have it, you guys it, been to it, the um, to the uh, um, El Segundo uh, Brewing Company? To, to I have local. not directly from there, but I have had many beers from there. I worked um, probably like five minutes away from there, so I've been there a few times. It's a pretty cool place. I I, I, I recommend it. I'm obviously it's probably uh, not really open right now, or if it is, it's only for for to go or to pick up to go. But it's a really cool place. You should definitely come and check it out. I miss going to breweries. Yeah, I I'm trying to remember the last brewery I went to. I mean, it's been a while. Um, I'm frustrated that I missed the opportunity to go to um, Lost Souls, the Lost Souls, um, what you might call it, the dispensary. Basically, it's not a brewery, but it's an alcohol place that's mixed with Willy Wonka's factory type of style. Uh, oh, is that the one you told us about? That yeah, right. You go on a boat or something like that, or yeah, there's like a like there's a boat ride part, and apparently there's a lot of like trippy stuff in that tour. And I really wanted to go, and I actually had tickets for that you tour. Suck. And oh, this, man. and then within the during the, the week that I was supposed to go, lockdown happens. Ah. And like three days before, we get that email saying, "Yeah, um, we're closed indefinitely." Oh, that's horrible. You know Would what? You when this get is a um, no, I think they just give us credit for when it opens. Oh, okay. When this is over, the four of us are going to go. We're, we're going to go to that. I want to go to that so bad. I want to go to that, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah too. You, you discussed this, too, about a year ago. I remember yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, we, we need to take this trip at some point. But we're going to do this uh, when, when this is all, all over. We um, need more Geeks and Brews field trips. Yes, yeah. We, do. yeah, we need a field trip. We haven't done one. I mean, That's we've what I'm had saying. dinner. That's what we need more. I mean, we... And the, <laughs> we could still try things that are open. Like there's axe throwing still open, or the smash room is still open. Like, you know, the smash rooms are those. Well, things yeah, but I don't know if I want to go to the axe throwing right now. Um, you know, during the COVID, you know, indoors. I, I, I've I've done that before, and it's fun as hell. But we should definitely do that. You know, what's kind of the most ironic thing about that statement, even though it makes sense. The most ironic thing is. You're you're worried about axe throwing because of germs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm worried about catching a disease as opposed to getting stabbed accidentally with an axe. Yeah, 
That's that's yeah, I'm worried I, about the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, no, I said, I said it made sense. Well, because but it's kind because of funny the uh, you can see the axe coming, Guillermo. You can't see the germs coming, Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about your vision, but my no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Mr. Spidey Senses. <laughs> Well, well, guys, as you know, we took a, a couple weeks off the, the podcast here. Well, technically only one Sunday, but a yeah. uh, lot's happened. We had a Christmas and we had New Year's. So let's uh, go around, guys, in a, a special holiday edition of What's Up, Bro? What's up, bro? So, guys, uh, I actually had a pretty good uh, holiday. Um, we had a filet mignon Christmas dinner uh, cooked um, here on Christmas Day. So that was very tasty. Um, had that. Uh, there's video. Maybe I'll post the video to the social media. I did take some videos. I think I shared it with you guys um, when I had the, that going plus the, the yams we had in the oven. Um, nice. But, yeah, it was very, very tasty um, to enjoy that. Uh, um, and then for New Year's Eve... We continued the steak, um, you know, little uh, thing we were on, and we we had takeout from Clearman's Steak and Stein over in Pico Rivera. Um, they I've did not. You've never been there to any Clearman's? Oh wait, no, Eli, you've been you've been with me for sure to the boat, or, or it, it's it's Clearman's Galley, but people call it the boat. You've been there with me before. Um, I'm positive of that. Um, Probably have. Yeah, but that's that's their. I wouldn't say I don't want to say lower end, but it's not your steaks and lobsters and things like that. It's your burgers, stuff like that. But they still have the, their famous red cabbage and uh, garlic cheese bread. But that was a uh, very tasty. The uh, garlic cheese bread, though, they did not give us um, the already made garlic cheese bread. They gave us a loaf of bread with the garlic spreads. So you can do it yourself, but it only takes ten minutes on the broil broiler and the toaster oven. But that yeah, that think, was fantastic. I, I think they, they um it, it, if they have it all there all day, it probably get all soggy and won't taste as good. Yeah, so it's actually better that way. Do it yourself in the oven, get it nice to toasty as, as much as you want. And the good thing about that though was it felt healthier for some reason. <laughs> it wasn't as greasy, but it really? still had that taste. <laughs> um, you know, of course, I wouldn't turn down you know directly from the restaurant, but it, it felt really healthy. Um, now, I'm going to do a little uh, experiment with it. Um, we have a few slices left, but obviously we still have a good amount. I mean, they, when they gave me the spread, this wasn't like just a little package of spread. This was like if you went to buy like the, I don't know, like the I cannot believe it's butter or, or one of those, uh, the what was it called, country crock or whatever. It's one of those big you know tubs. Um, so it's a good amount of uh, spread. Um, but I'm going You're talking to- about margin, right? No, not margarine. I'm talking about uh, well, you know the margarine, the 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 country crock. You know that that yeah, that's isn't that margarine? Country crock's well, margarine. Well, right? yeah, margarine. Both. But um, well, anyways, the spread, the Clearman spread they gave me is that size. So oh, yeah, yeah. it's more Holy than enough. It, it, I mean, the loaf of bread you you can unless you double it up on both sides or something, you can use it. You know, you, you'll go well beyond that one loaf of bread they gave us. So I'm gonna try it on the artisan bread. If you guys ever buy the art, artisano bread over yeah. at the supermarkets, that yeah. one's really good. I'm gonna try it on that because I I think that's gonna be a an A plus right there. You know what I think will will be good on also if you make a good pasta with it. Yes, yes, with um, pasta like on the chef show. 
Well, um, oh, oh, and we'll talk about the chef show, but what I'm going to be doing this week, I'm going to be experimenting making jambalaya. But I'm not going to use Christ. rice. I'm going to use pasta shells instead. I, I got these uh, pasta shells already ready to go. So, nice. so yeah, I'm going to be experimenting with that. I've never done that before. And I didn't cheat and buy like the jambalaya seasoning. Like um, I'm going to just make it from scratch. But no jalapenos because uh, on the recipe I found because I don't want it too hot. What? I don't pre- no, I don't want. I don't want Preston to eat it. Oh, I mean, my, just just yeah, don't add it. Don't add any shrimp or don't add any. Jimmy no, no, I, I got shrimp. Don't add shrimp, Chris. Why? I mean, who I'm cares? I'm just not I mean, adding a jalapeno. How about no sausage? Oh, just don't add well, any sausage. Well, you know, I, I do have <laughs> I do have some hatch chilies, so maybe I'll put that because that's not as spicy. So I might substitute. Go. But uh, yeah, okay. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do jalapeno. I don't want to make it too hot. Um, but yeah, and then the only, the only other thing is uh, New Year's Eve. Eli and I toyed around. We broadcasted live. On yeah. the Mixler app, we have a we have a Mixler page. You can visit mixler.com slash geeks and brews. That's m i x l r dot com slash geeks and brews. And uh, who knows? Very shortly, maybe uh, this show will be uh, starting to go live. More more details to follow. But uh, yeah. keep checking your socials um, for that. We had so. a good time. I I had a great time. I don't know about you, Chris, but we were just chilling, drinking beer, listening oh, to music. Yeah. Yeah, Lou Dog. Shout out to Lou Dog. Um, yeah, shout uh, out requested to Lou Dog a lot again. of songs. Um, shout out to listener Nikki, listener Ryan, listener John, listener Tiff, listener Brandon. Uh, we had a we had a good following. Um, a lot Very of songs. Nice. We were only going to do this for an hour, and we ended up doing it for three hours. So Very that nice. that was fantastic. Yeah, the best part of it was uh, Eli set up the Endgame movie for uh, Thanos to step. Uh, sorry for a spoiler. Oh, you're for yourself in the. No, no, no. Oh, yes. But, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. So, Eli set up the Endgame movie so that Tony Stark snaps his fingers at midnight. The show ended at 11.30, you know, giving me half hour. So, I ended up just laying down and watching Endgame and ended up falling asleep. Did not watch Tony Stark snap his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, I was that's pretty disappointed very, the next day. Very reminiscent <laughs> of of somebody not uh, waking up to watch the uh, what is it like the space? Um, yeah, the launch. The launch. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, besides oh, besides that though, uh, Eli. What's up, bro? Um, well, I've just been really on vacation for the last 10 days, guys. I mean, I just I decided to take off s- some days from work, and i uh, just been here chilling, relaxing, you know, taking it easy. And shooting some b-ball outside of the school? Yeah, shooting some b-ball outside <laughs> of the school. And <laughs> actually, I still haven't seen that reunion. I need to see it. <laughs> Start making trouble in your neighborhood? Yeah, and then <laughs> some guys started making trouble in my neighborhood. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> but uh, that's it, guys. I've just been doing nothing but hanging out, vegging out, eating, watching TV, going on long walks around my neighborhood. Just a long walk to the beach? Yeah, right, that's I wish. what I thought of. <laughs> I didn't know he was such a romantic. No, I'm not. But that's 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 lies in love. Yeah, right. Right. No comment. Uh, Well, Guillermo. What's up, bro? 
Oh yeah, I've been up to a lot. I mean, had a active um, like long vacation. Um, I I think the funniest thing that happened in Trump is I made coquito and the texts from Eli and Edgar about this were just hilarious. To <laughs> like Edgar's like you're famous. <laughs> so um, uh, speaking of uh, to piggyback on that coquito. I was drinking that during the live broadcast, yeah. and it and was forgot what it, it was put called. me in the mood. <laughs> he forgot what it was called. That's how good I, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had to remind him. Yeah, I um. Other than that, I went. I ended up actually in Vegas for um, New Year's Eve. I went with a couple of friends. Um, basically two. Um, two people I knew from Boston. One um, was a friend I knew, and the other one was more like an acquaintance. But it was still generally fun. Um. Time stressful because you know you're all sharing the same room, spending a lot of time together. Um, but we end up going to a lot of cool things. We we went to um, that restaurant in the Eiffel Tower, and and yeah, um, I think it's called the Eiffel Tower restaurant or something like that. It's but I've been there and it's it, it's it's good. Yeah, um, but we, but the one thing that was super stressful was this is something that I've had as a pattern, which is. A new um, lame New Year's, where it's like you're you're not in the ideal place to be experiencing New New Year's, or like things are kind of coming together very last minute. And in this case, you know, like my friends are like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to this one Brazilian, um, um, what is it, a Brazilian meat restaurant? Either a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, it's called a steakhouse. Yeah, and. And I thought, okay, we're going to go there, and there's an obvious plan. of uh, We know there's going to be fires in one one area. Um, it got canceled in some other main areas. But either way, I come, I, we finished dinner, and I find out there was no plan. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll probably walk here, walk around there. And the walk they're saying is like two miles, and we end up doing the two-mile walk. And then we end up in a spot that's two miles away from our hotel. So... I'm like walking. I'm getting frustrated because we don't even have a settled point. And right when we get a block away, they're like, "You know what? We have enough time. Why don't we go into this other um, place in the Parisian and enjoy- and grab a drink or something like that?" And I'm like, "No, I just want to find a place, settle there for a bit, and just like feel relaxed, so we could just do the countdown." We barely made it, and then after that, you know, the, the first thing you want to do when you're, if you're especially retired, you've been walking, is just kind of go sleep. But no. We were two mi- we're at least two miles away from the hotel. So it was like so it was another two miles of walking. Oh, and, and there's no hope of getting a, a lift or a uh, an Uber because and I found this out the next day when I had to use it a few times. The, the lift and Uber there, like they're cheap as hell, uh, but they're hard it's really hard to find a driver. Like so many days were um, I would order an Uber and there were just no options and then I'd have to use a Lyft and vice versa. Um, but, but oh my gosh, I could definitely feel the phrase or that expression that you should not be in Vegas longer than three days. Like I've definitely felt that. Um, I, I did at least get to catch up with some people I hadn't seen for a long time though. Like, cause whenever I travel somewhere, I always message anyone I know who happens to be in that area. Yeah. But oh, overall, I'm glad just to to be back, and um, now I'm gonna hopefully start eating a lot better because Vegas was like that those three three or four days where I was just eating the worst of worst of foods. 
I don't mean bad tasting <laughs> food. I just mean like stuff that I know is just like terrible for your health. Oh, <laughs> well, that means you did it right, man. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have to mention one last thing. Oh my god! I brought all the be- I brought a bunch of beers to that t- to join us because you guys so often will choose IPAs that. And I'll get one, but I will have three left, and I don't drink by myself. So I end up getting a ton of the beers I had because of this broadcast. <laughs> well, well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> they so enjoy that, them? Some, some good thinking right there. Uh, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, funny. They enjoyed the beers? Some of them, yeah. There was one particular one that did not get a good reception. Uh, okay. I, I forget the name. Otherwise, I would tell you. All righty. Uh, well, uh, Edgar. Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so over the weekend, uh, well, actually over the holiday weekend, um, uh, that was Christmas. I uh, <clears throat> I made a um, uh, roast uh, prime rib, so um, that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, oh, came out pretty decent. Awesome. Um, I did take some pictures. I think I might have might have. Uh, text chris uh yeah you sent me a picture yeah um it came out pretty decent um enjoyed that very much family enjoyed it as well and then i took some to lunch the uh, um the next time i worked so that was kind of nice and then uh then i purchased actually uh a, a book uh or actually a graphic novel dropped on i believe like the 22nd or 23rd of december and i actually got it on the 24th um and it's uh, a a graphic novel called Reckless, and it's uh, by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And uh, oh, so I'm really cool. looking forward to, to uh, uh, taking the the wrapper off and uh, uh, enjoying it. Hopefully, I'll be done by this next week, and I can give you guys a review on it. Uh, nice. um, it's like an '80s uh, '80s style noir um, uh, in LA, so it looks pretty awesome. So yeah, awesome. that, that was. I mean, you know, other than work, that's pretty much the everybody I have to share for uh, up until this point. All righty, thank you, thank you, Edgar. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, be sure for all our geekers out there, you can get in touch with the show. We do have some uh, awesome news. If you follow us on Facebook, um, go to our Facebook page. It will connect you to if you want to leave a voicemail or uh you know like an audio recording i should say uh text um it will connect you to our brand new um social media outlet um we're using whatsapp so geeks and brews is now on whatsapp so be sure to uh check us out there um you can get in touch with us um, reach out and touch us and again we'll uh play you in a segment that we call You've got mail. All right, let's go around the horn. What have we been watching, reading? One, two, three, four. Around the horn. Eli, what have you been entertaining yourself with? Well, um, I was going back and forth with uh, Prime and um hbo max but i watched i've been watching a lot of mentalist i just find that show 
funny, interesting, and I like the dynamics of the characters. So I still, I'm still watching that because there's like seven or eight seasons. I don't even know, but it's one of those on uh, network network television. Yeah, right? it was like on 20, network TV episodes. for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. now all the seasons are on Prime, and I'm just watching them there, and I really enjoy it. Um, the actor who plays uh, Patrick Jane, he's very, I think he does a very good job. Even uh, he likes poking at people and getting them upset and get and you know trying to get a reaction from them. I think it's hilarious. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. It's called The Mentalist. Um, I also started watching this show on HBO Max called Raised by Wolves. Um, Ridley Scott and his production company is one of the producers of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I think the first two episodes was directed by him. Uh, it's, it has a alien feel to it, but it's very uh, kind of futuristic, kind of weird, but also dealing with a lot of issues that we deal with uh, nowadays, obviously. And throughout history, um, the show's about these two androids who uh, leave planet Earth to a planet called 20... Kepler 22b, which is actually a real uh, planet that was discovered in real life by the Kepler telescope, FYI, little tidbit. So they go to this planet, and their job is to raise uh, children so they could be uh, start a new civilization on the planet of atheists. The reason why they they want them to grow up as atheists is because the planet Earth has been destroyed by this war that's been going on between this religious sect and the atheists. So um, the war has yeah, completely jacked up the planet. So they send, you know, the the religious group sends a, a whole bunch of people in an ark. And then, you know, this, you don't find out who sends the two androids with the embryos until later. But it's really interesting dynamic. Uh, it has a little weird little nuances in it. And... The uh the two androids, it's it's cool yet weird seeing them interact because they act like a couple, but they don't know why, you know, <laughs> because you know they've been raising these uh, human kids, and they they um have like these weird android feelings, but they don't know what they're experiencing, so they kind of like are confused, and it's really weird and interesting, um, and. Uh, I, I think I would give it like a solid 7 out of 10. Um, there's things I didn't like of it, but it's still a very original idea, and I, I think it deserves a, a watch. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I, I've been toying around with uh, possibly watching that show, um, flipping through the HBO Max and seeing what, what's... I mean, there's so much content now. Yeah, there, there's before a there, I mean, there was already a lot during HBO, yeah. but now with the Max, like, geez. Yeah, give it a try. It's interesting. Um, and if you, I always say, if you don't, if you don't get hooked within the three episodes, then it's probably not for you. But I mean, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna go check that out. Alrighty, um, Guillermo, what about you? Hey, um, so I mean, there's some things I've been doing. Like I've been continuing with Arrow this time. I, I, I've been finding Arrow so much more satisfying than the Flash. So I <laughs> do that one. 
It's just such a better show. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with The Flash. You, you um, know, that's the original uh, yeah. CW slash Warner Brothers when it was still Warner Brothers or whatever. Yeah. It's one of the original shows. It just barely ended like a year ago or something, and it was on for a long time. So, so, so basically, like they're getting worse with each show, each new incarnation that gets worse? I don't know if it's getting worse. It's just... I think it's just difficult to make a show like that that could engage, like, you know, of uh, a big range of, uh, like, yeah. adults, then, like, young teenagers, or young, young adults, adults, and it's just a very... It's difficult to make a show like that and to have everyone engaged in it, you know? And, and then on top of it, there's a there's lot so of uh, crossover. So you, yes. they're all, they all have to get to a certain point each show yeah. for that crossover, for multiple crossover events. So yeah, that that's very, uh, that, that's a lot of pre-planning and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but I would say like so far it does seem like what that original observation is true because Arrow was just so much better and Flash is entertaining but they make them the most illogical emotional decisions on that show <laughs> yeah just like nothing makes sense the other thing I've been seeing I know I know Chris you've also been watching this I just finished binging uh, the new season season three of Cobra Kai yeah oh. so did I. I I wrapped that up last night um, two nights in a row. I, I watched five episodes each, and it was fantastic. Um, guys, th- by the way, this is uh, filled with uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, so you can fast forward this part. Um, well, for- first off, Guillermo, your thoughts on the season overall? Season overall, I mean, I love like the way they were able to develop a lot. Um, a lot of the characters they've still managed to find organic reason for people to fight but the thing that does drive me crazy and this actually relates to what I mentioned about the Flash is like sometimes they there would be really obvious things that they wouldn't do like um, like you know these these kids um, steal a bunch like these enemy guys from Cobra Kai steal a bunch of stuff from this guy's work and their solution is to go all confront them and fight them. I'm like, you know, you could, there's cameras and you could just call the police. Hey, these people just shoplifted and like did the thing. That Look, would have been. Man, such it's called Cobra Kai stuff. for something because they want to fucking fight. They want to throw putazos, man. It's not going to be like. <laughs> what kind of like show would it be if it just like, oh, let me just call the police and get these guys arrested? Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I agree with you, Eli. I um, mean, but you know, Guillermo's right though. Logically, it makes no sense. You, you know, well, you yeah. would go to the cops. But, I mean, we're dope. watching a show. I mean, you, there's a certain type, there's a certain amount of of uh, of um, suspended disbelief you have to have, right? Yeah. Like, come on, like, Definitely. you know, yeah. it's, sometimes it's, there is it's extreme. Like there was an attack in the house where like someone's thrown through a window, or like in this and that one. That, that later on, like that, someone breaks another person's arm, and they they don't, and their thought is, let's go confront um, their sensei, and not, hey, let's call the police. This person broke the arm, and there we have witnesses, or something like that. Like, yeah, some people, some people are are more attendant, have more tendency to to go and you know uh, figure it out on their own rather than uh, you know calling the cops. They don't, I mean this. This show is just filled with so many cases of assault and battery that would put people in jail. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's Cobra Kai is supposed to have that. 
Yeah, but I mean, there's something that would have made more sense not to fight. <laughs> so the the, uh, the end fight, I, I gotta say, when when so there's a kid that's uh, uh the fight begins. They're um basically we're now at three dojos because at the end of season <laughs> two, uh, uh, John Kreese, remember John Kreese, the big uh, dojo leader, uh, the sensei from the original Karate Kid yeah. film. He hey Chris, uh, t- he uh, takes I'm over sorry. Cobra Kai at the end of oh, season Chris, two. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, is it true that uh, Elizabeth Shue has a cameo in there? Yeah. Yes, and I'll, no I'll get way. to that momentarily. I'll oh, get to that momentarily. Man. She has a she has a two part uh, two episode uh, guest starring role. Um, that is so it awesome. Serves a big purpose it serves a big purpose again, full of uh, spoilers. Wait, um, Elizabeth Shue is the same girl from uh, The Boys, right? She was in The Boys also? Yeah, she was in The Boys. And what? She's she also... The Boys? Yes. yes. She's the what guy who the Homelander drinks the milk all like weird. That her was milk, her? That was yeah. her milk. Yeah. I did not she was the mom. realize the, that. The sexy... Uh, whatchamacallit? The sexy... Um, well, she's like an executive, right? The sexy oh, older executive? Oh. Yeah, that was her. Chris. Wasn't she in Hamlet too, Chris? You know what? Hamlet, I, I don't know. It's been such a long time since I've seen Hamlet too. <laughs> oh, wow. I think she. Oh, wait, how wait, could there be a Hamlet too if everybody dies at the, at the end of the first? Hamlet <laughs> <laughs> uh, too. <laughs> yeah, no, there there was a film called Hamlet too. <laughs> um, I, was, I will say that the oddest play I've ever saw was in New York. And it was a version of ha- uh, Hamlet that involved like breakdancing, um, crunking, um, waltzing, and a bunch of other like high concept stuff. That's awesome. And we had crunking. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so going back to Cobra Kai, um, th- there's the you know so John Kreese he takes over um, the Cobra Kai uh, dojo and basically kicks out uh, kicks out Johnny. He's not the, you know, the dojo sensei anymore. And both him, the whole season's pretty much uh, him and Daniel, um, you know, they, they both want to stop, you know, teaching karate. Um, you know, they feel guilty for that, that end of the season two fight, that big yeah. school fight that happened that was just insane. Um, and, uh, you know, in the process, uh, you know, Johnny you know, decides to, um, you know, he's going to restart his own dojo. Um, and basically, he adheres somewhat to the Cobra Kai, you know, um, not really necessarily the strike first, but finish your fight. Yeah. But ba- basically, I, there's this one quote he has. It goes something like, um, you know, be a badass, um, but don't be an asshole. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's it, he comes to grow into this... Uh, you know it, 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 this next evolution of of, of Johnny. Um, however, um, the the name is is freaking hilarious. He names his new dojo Eagle Fang um, Karate. Uh, <laughs> and uh, w- one of the uh, big criticism was uh, that eagles don't have fangs. And it, there's actually a picture of the, the eagle with a beak, and you see the fangs, which, which is hilarious. So it it still sticks to that. You know, a little <laughs> comedy there. This is the absurdness, which is fantastic. Um, but you know, Cobra Kai, John John Kreese is is taking apart 
anyone who he, he deems weak in Cobra Kai is kicking them out. So yeah, they're, they're they, dojo-less. They and become like terrorists. Yeah, almost Literally. like the, he, he's trying to go with the, 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 the worst of the worst um, yeah. that are like the badass worst of the worst is what John Kreese is trying to make Cobra Kai. So all those other, um, the reject Cobra Kai uh, people uh, join up with uh, with Johnny and now they're uh, um, an Eagle Fang. Um, but basically Eagle Fang and uh, Miyagi-Do, which is uh, Daniel's uh, dojo, um, they're basically now like considered the enemies of Cobra Kai. And... Uh, they try to get together. It's like a Christmas. Uh, they're, they're, the parents are all at a Christmas party. You know, Daniel, and that—that's where their Elizabeth Shue's character, um, Allie, she's over there with. Uh, you know, she runs into Daniel at that party, and they they reconnect. Um, she had already been reconnecting in the previous episode to that, uh, reconnecting with uh, um, with Johnny. Um, but the kids, they're they're trying to say, you know what? Hey, Eagle Fang, and and. Uh, Miyagi Do, let's let's get together. Let's uh, we we got to fight our common enemy, which is Cobra Kai. And literally in that, you know, they're they're in Daniel's house, and the, you know they hear a noise outside. And then one kid goes investigate, and he's literally thrown through the window. I don't know why, but I got this scream vibe, like the movie Scream. Like it's like what what the hell just happened? Like the kid could have been killed going going through a glass window. Um, and then they all. All the Cobra Kai, uh, you know, they, they come in and they start attacking them. And you get the choreographed fight. So it almost looked like they were trying to recreate that season two fight, which I didn't like, actually. Guillermo, did you did you care for that fight? Um, well, I, I, I felt like it was just redundant. The the, the fight I in mean, Daniel's house. There's no way. I mean, I, I kind of expected there must be something that way. But it did feel a little bit kind of forced. I'm like, I didn't expect the fight to happen in the house. Especially yeah, like, and that's one of the things where it's like that's something where it's so over the top that that would have required police. Like, yeah, that... it, it was bad. <laughs> it, no, it was it was bad. Like people could have gotten it, 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 people could have been killed. Um, so that yeah. that's where it's like I know you want to fight your way out. The school fight was one thing, but this was like this was on the verge of like let's kill these people that are not Cobra Kai. Like, like yeah, I mean, they like, weren't it, using the word like let's kill. But it was like, you know, the, the other fight in season two was it was just all the, the tensions boiled over. But this was like, let's go out and murder these other these other dojo kids. And yep. it, it didn't sit right with me, but also it seemed like it was forced. But it was yep. still a fun ride. It, uh, no, regardless, it was still a fun ride. But like I, I was predicting, um, and Guillermo, I know you were predicting as well. We, we, we talked on the phone about this. Uh, Miyagi Do and uh, Eagle Fang join forces, so that's that's the end of the the season. Yeah. Like you, you know, you kind of expected that because your common enemy is Crease leading Cobra Kai. Yeah. One thing that was really cool that we didn't mention that was that I think other people would appreciate too is um, he actually travels at some point to Okinawa, and you run into um, the Karate Kid two characters, including the yeah. guy who tried to kill him. At the end of the fight, when he loses the fight, um, yeah. it was uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, oh my god! It, yeah, but it was the it, it, it was, was both those characters. Awkward. Even they even had so Daniel has a problem with his business. That's why he's in Japan in the first place. Um, one of his, his competitors, Daniel, works at this uh, car dealership, and one of his competitors basically took 
where they get their supply from, their their car supply from, um, is taking that business away. Like you know, they they struck a deal. So so Daniel's company, they're not going to get any of those cars. <laughs> it was called Dianato or something like that. Uh, the 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 auto Dianato auto or something like that. Um, but he goes to Japan to try to rectify that. He fails at it, but then he ends up going to Okinawa um, out of the whim. Um, and uh, reconnects with uh, the girl from Karate Kid 2. Um, also reconnects very briefly with the girl that during that storm they had in Karate Kid 2. And he, he kind of saves her. Um, reconnects with her. And luck may have it. Be, it you know, one good deed you know, you know, spawns another good deed. She happens to be like a VP over at that, that, uh, that auto company. And uh, works a deal with him, so they, they still have their uh, they're not losing their dealership, and they still have their uh, supply of automobiles, uh, which is awesome. It's still uh, miraculous to me that a show that was, a movie that was popular like thirty years ago almost is made into a show and is this popular now? It's just like wow, that's but, but it's done right. That's the no, that's amazing. the key, and it's good storytelling, and you have likable characters. That's what you need. I mean, it didn't have to be. You could have named this something else. It was nice that they tied it into Karate Kid, but on its own, if you were able to create a show about these these dojos, and it would still be amazing, even yeah. if you didn't have the Karate Kid references, and it was its own thing. I still haven't seen a single episode. Yeah. You need to good. watch it, man. You need it's to watch good. it. Yeah. One thing, I, one thing that was the best part for me of that episode that we we're talking about was um, the 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 guy who nearly killed the Karate Kid, like the bad guy from Karate Kid Two. He actually um, he shows up. Um, this one woman, one of the the girls from the that same movie, like basically tricks them into talking with each other. But he's like just awkwardly quiet. Like, so do you like beer? I don't drink. Like very like stern. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out chosen that, chosen was his name. That yeah, but then name. he ends up actually teaching um, da- uh, Daniel um, new moves and new new teachings from Miyagi Do. And how, how to uh, how how to basically like um, paralyze them? Uh, I don't, don't want to say turn off uh, their attacks, but, like, but essentially like, paralyze yeah. limbs, paralyze them yeah. temporarily. Um, and like so, because it he was like, it's not just about defense. Sometimes when someone you know someone's going to attack you, you need to take away their means of attacking, which was the philosophy. Yep. So it was a little going moving a bit closer to the whole strike first thing. Yeah, um, and 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 this is what I love because Cobra Kai has always been strike first, but Miyagi Do has always been about defense, and Kreese has taken us to this insane level, like just an evil level. Oh, which by the way, the, the season the season did develop the Kreese character. We saw the background, like how he became that way. So he's not this like evil incarnate. You see, like the makings of Kreese, um, but you know he he's you know taken it to this insane level and you realize that like finally when when uh, and, and thanks a lot to um not just the fight would happen at the, the end fight of season three but elizabeth shoe's character basically said daniel you have one point of view you know johnny you have the other point of view and then there's the truth so they're both right and they're both wrong um you know with you know with their uh you know growing up that what they thought of each other so what, which is amazing is that they finally can put away those differences. And then of course, now they have to react because the kids, you know, violently got attacked. Um, so they join forces, the, 
the the final scenes of the uh, season three, they're in the Miyagi Do's backyard, like the 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 place where uh, Daniel has his uh, uh, where they train, and uh, you see the Miyagi Do. Um, the Miyagi Do uh, uh, class, and then you see the Eagle Fang class, and you just see Daniel there. But then Johnny comes in, and they they start to you know they bow to each other, and they're ready to teach the class, and which is great because it's now the mixture. You're going to get the defense and the offense, well, and you're you... going to need both of those to compete against Crease. Well, not just Crease. Now at the very end, they he calls. Someone was arm buddy, and I think it's it might be that guy from the third Karate Kid that was. Oh, the third, yeah, yeah. So, it, it, but they're using all parts of these these, these those three movies. Um, no, cool. no, again, not the hey, not. Wasn't the, uh, the third Karate Kid a girl or a woman? Yeah, no, that was. Was it three or four? Wasn't it? No, wait, no. It was four, wasn't it? I don't think he was in the Karate Kid three. That was the next Karate Kid. Yeah, right? that was the female Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's what's her name, right? Um, the the Academy Award winning actress. Yeah. Um, she was in Boys Don't Cry, and then uh, yes. she was in that boxer Denver. movie where she was a boxer. Yeah, Swank, yeah. Hillary Swank. Hillary, yeah, Hillary Swank. Swank. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I love that they're incorporating all of this. So you know, definitely check it out, Eli. You got to check it out, Edgar. Uh, you got to finish it. Um, the next Karate Kid, that's what it's called. Yeah, the next Karate Kid. Yeah, Edgar, get on the hey, ball hey, with Karate Kid, bro. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Uh, for the record, uh, Elizabeth Shue was in, in Hamlet, too. Just, just want to throw <laughs> yeah, out there. Thank you, thank oh, you for uh, clarifying <laughs> You're still on that? <laughs> it's so uh, awesome, man. <laughs> hey, not that I have to but, point yeah. this out, but Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue is still pretty hot for her age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. shoes is, is let's just say she's easy on the eyes. Hell yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> she was she uh, was also a very shoe in for that role. She was a uh, shoe. Get yes. the fuck out of here with that. Oh. <laughs> that <was her>. uh, <laughs> someone had to say. All righty, yeah. Uh, Edgar, what have you been watching? Damn, yes, we're sir. barely oh. on Edgar. <laughs> yeah, that was a long okay. one. Damn yeah, guys, maybe cut it hey, down on the to Mandalorian. for a while. Hey, there's no Mandalorian so, report today, so. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, so I uh, over this uh, holiday weekend I had the pleasure of watching movie that I'd, I'd previously mentioned. Um, looking forward to to being able to watch, um, and uh, I finally got got a um, chance to watch it, and it's the film uh, called Mank. I don't know if you guys uh, are familiar with it or know anything about it, but it was it was really really good. Um, Wait, did you say meh? Like M A N K. M A N K. M-A-N-K. It's like a film noir style too. Oh yeah, it is is um, done. In, it was a black and white. Um, oh nice. Uh, yeah, and it was um, it's based on the uh, the screenwriter uh, um, Herman J. Mankiewicz. Um, so, and it has quite a quite a good cast. Uh, Gary Oldman uh, plays uh, Herman Mankiewicz, uh, Amanda uh, Seyfried, uh, Lily Collins, a bunch of uh, Tom. Bunch of 
Um, and then it was directed by uh, David Fincher. And um, I believe, um, what is it? What's his name? Um, uh, Trent Reznor and, and uh, Atticus Ooh. Ross, I think his name is, did the soundtrack for it. Where can I watch this and, movie? So amazing. Uh, it's on Netflix, man. Um, it's a it's a fantastic film. I I, I man, I, I'm I'm just one of those movies that I'm gonna buy on on like a physical physical copy Ooh, right? of, even though yeah, for sure. Even though I have uh, access to it because I have Netflix, but I still feel like I want to own it. I loved it. Chris <clears throat> really yeah. wanted to get something um, concrete. He should go for VHS. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Maybe Betamax. Uh, I don't no, think they have it. Beta- I thought I would get it. But anyways, um, it was just uh, um, it looked phenomenally of of like picture wise, it just looks so beautiful. Um, I love the 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 black and white aesthetic to it. But uh, what I really enjoyed about the movie was the dialogue. I thought it was fantastic. The the writing in that movie was was so good. Um, I just loved it. Um, the, the conversations were really interesting. Um, it, it, it definitely captured a, 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 a time period. Um, it was it it kind of didn't take um, itself serious, but at the same time it was, and it had really interesting um, inter- interesting uh, dialogue. Which, like I said, um, it was fantastic. I uh, definitely give it a nine. Um, I, I loved it. I, I was really, really a huge fan of the film. Um, and so, yeah, so if you guys have uh, um, some time and you want to see a really good I highly recommend it. Um, and- yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out this week. Um, I'll check it out, too. Sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, obviously for me, I watched Cobra Kai Season 3, um, but I finally watched uh, Chef on Netflix. That's the uh, John Favreau oh. film. Um, where oh, he, you uh, you know, it? El Jefe, El, El Jefe, and he drives around never, in the truck. Wait, yeah, seriously, I hadn't, you never I hadn't seen, it? seen it before. Yeah, I hadn't seen oh, it before. Oh, so watch that over so the, good? the break. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. But oh, man, it leads so into the Chef show, which I started watching too. Isn't so, it so oh, good? Oh, it's too? so amazing. Um, you know, him and Roy legit. Troy have this great dynamic together. Yeah. And it's like everything they see them cook, like, I want, I want to eat. Yep. So, and you yeah, did the. Even the characters that they have, like, you know, when they have Robert Rodriguez and he tells yeah, the story. I haven't got to that episode yet, but I've seen uh, Sam Raimi. So cool. They went to Skywalker Ranch and yeah. ate with Dave yeah. Filoni, cooked with Dave Filoni. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that so was cool. Yeah. Oh, then my, one of my favorites is actually when they're uh, chucking the oysters and stuff. Like, man, I want some oysters oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're watching that. But uh, yeah, you, definitely recommend there's, the there's Chef so- Show. You you can watch it on its own, but you might not understand the the whole dynamic of they always cut to this uh, this food truck, and you might not get it. But it'll totally make sense if you watch the movie Chef. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. that's about a, a chef that uh, you know wants to cook something different than the normal every day, and you know his restaurant wants him to stick to the classics, and he he quits you know out of uh, frustration. And then has to rediscover his way and, and figures the simplicities of, you know, getting onto a food truck, cu- uh, cooking a Cubanos, making Cubanos sandwiches, um, and going across the country um, with his son. So uh, it, it's a great father-son movie um, and uh, kind of a, you know, discover, rediscovery of yourself uh, yeah, type you of know, film. You know, 
you know the the scene with um with Robert Downey Jr. and him was really yes. good. Man. Oh yeah, yeah that was this. fantastic. <laughs> Robert Downey, well, you know, uh, Avengers, uh, you know, Marvel Universe uh, um, alumni is you know, um, yeah. they have uh, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, yeah. is in the film. Dustin Hoffman's in the film. Yeah. So definitely check if you haven't checked that out, uh, Guillermo. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Not it's yet, on Netflix no. called Chef. Watch that movie first. Yeah, John Leguizamo did a good show. job. Yeah, and check out the Chef show after that. Yeah, and Chef show was amazing. Yeah, yeah even just, um, even uh, what's her name? Um, uh, the the one that plays the 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 um the wife uh, um, the wife uh, um uh, what's her her's name? Um, she did actually a pretty good job. I yeah. was actually. Uh, you know, she wasn't, it wasn't overbearing. She did, you know, just, just right. You know, she was a little side character, but she did a good job. And even his son too. It it, it, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, then also it has, uh, we just saw the film, um, last month. Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. John Leguizamo. Yeah. He's he's a sous chef (laughs) that ends up working with him over at the, uh, um, on the food truck. So that, that was great. Um, yeah. So check that check that film out, um, but check out the show too, especially if you're a foodie, you'd enjoy that. Definitely. Um, also, uh, try the recipes from the show; they're actually pretty good. I I made a few of them already. Oh, very. Which ones have you made? I made the like the I think it was the angel hair pasta, the one with I think Gwyneth Paltrow was on that episode. Oh, that, oh that's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I forgot actually, that episode. Actually, I think he mentions her. I don't think she was on that episode. But there is an episode with her on it. Yeah, it's, it's one of the first ones, right? Yeah, uh, but I think he says something like, um, this is what I would make when I was on Avengers or Spy. I don't know. One of the MCU films where yeah. uh, Gwyneth Paltrow really liked that dish. But it's like a very s- simple but very good Angel hair pasta dish with like garlic and tomato and stuff. The only kind of thing that we added with it, because uh, I was, you know, I was with my sister and my kids, and we added shrimp to it because my sister had some extra shrimp, and oh my god, it was. Oh, that's amazing! All right, it was uh, delicious. Um, and then I made a few other things. I can't remember off the top of my head. If my son was here, he'd probably help me out. But um, I- we've tried a few re- recipes from the chef show, and they're. All good. I, All I, I've decided when we get a house, um, I want to build one of those uh, brick oven, uh, um, oh, yeah. you know, for the backyard and do pizzas like wood fire. Pizzas in there, sandwiches, like open face yeah. sandwiches. And then take yeah, I want to build oh, one. God. I mean, obviously, I can't do the whole circular thing. Like, I'm not, I've never done anything like that. But I can no. do a, you know, a square, you know, brick oven. I think I can do Oh, that. yeah, that's plenty. plenty. That's enough. The circle ones are for, like, a business where you're be- where you're going to be making like pizzas after pizza after pizza. Yeah, yeah, but a, a little so, brick oven that could yeah, be the, really. Fun. The small one is fine, dude. But I want to do something like that. Like that, it just inspired me. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that's why I'm going to cook some jambalaya. I was like, what can I cook? And then I'm like, I was just thinking jambalaya sounds good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that this week. Um, but uh, yeah, all right, guys. Uh, let's go into some geek news. We have a little bit of geek news today. Geek news. Guys, have any of you guys checked out uh, M Night Shyamalan's Servant on uh, on the net? No, I'm sorry. Was it Netflix? No, I'm sorry. It's not Netflix. It's Apple no, TV. It's Apple Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I have not. I don't have Apple TV Plus. So. 
Um, I tried the first episode and it just was not my thing. Not your thing? Yeah. Well, I, I we, we enjoyed it, actually. Um, season 2 releases on January 15th. So uh, maybe our, any of our fellow geekers out there, if they want to check that show out, um, we'll, we'll have some brand new, uh, brand spanking new episodes coming up. Um, also, for any animated uh, um, cartoon uh, fans out there, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous uh, Season 2 drops on January 22nd. Uh, it was the, the first season was about like what eight episodes. Uh, it was a nice, fun little show, and it, it I love how it intertwined with the Jurassic World film. It takes place um, leading up to the events of Jurassic World, and even during the events of Jurassic World. Uh, these kids are uh, um, their camp is destroyed by the uh, um, the Indominus Rex that's wandering around, and uh, they basically have to get to their their goal in the first season is to get to the um, the ship, you know, all the ships are leaving. They take away uh, all the visitors to get them off the island, and they don't make it. Um, and they kind of lose one of the characters too. So, um, you know, you you think he might might have died, um, but you don't know. You 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 don't really see his you know his body or anything. Uh, um, like if he's like for sure killed. So it's a nice little like, cliffhanger there. Um, but season two, they have to survive and uh, call for help. Um, so season two drops on January 22nd. I don't know how, you know, how much they're going to run the, the show. If they're going to go, all, I, don't, I don't think they're going to go three years like the, uh, up until the events of, uh, um, the, the second film in that trilogy, uh, the, the fallen kingdom, because that would be outrageous if, if these children have to survive, um, you know, they're, they're like junior high, high school, you know, aged kids. I don't think they're going to survive three years in an island like that. But it's probably maybe a few weeks or so, I would imagine. So uh, I don't know how many seasons they have planning, but definitely season two drops on the 22nd. Guys, some of the biggest news uh, for HBO Max. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I plan on this week. Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond are now available on HBO Max. Yep, yep. Oh, I can't wait to introduce Preston to this. I know it's I, not really his age group yet, but oh, I've been oh, <laughs> man. waiting for this. I, I've seen all of the Batman animated series with my son, and he, I think he really liked it. Uh, we watched all the episodes. We even watched all of Batman Beyond when I had the DC Universe app, and he really likes the old school <laughs> stuff. He likes the old school Transformers, too, so... I feel like I'm doing my job right as a father to my son to introduce him to all the old school badass cartoons. <laughs> so yes. I mean, if you if you have a son and you want to introduce him to all the cool old school badass cartoons, definitely Batman the animated series, Batman Beyond is you know the way to go. They're great. Even to this day, I rewatched them after God knows how long, and I was like, man, this holds up. This is still pretty fucking good. Yeah, oh, you know what? Sure. I've, you know what? I've always, I've always wondered. I've always wanted, um, thought how it would be if they would make um, that character from, um, from the animated series. Uh, you know that guy, uh, Scarface, the little puppet. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've always yeah. wanted them to make a Batman like a live a action film with, film with that. Oh, that yeah, amazing. And I thought it'd be yeah, really be good, cool, like, like a. Like a very like diabolical, like you know, not not funny, but like scary. You know what I mean? And I thought they they would do they could do it really really well. 
but I, nobody's ever taken that sh- that chance because I mean maybe, it, maybe we ought to write it, the it, script. Maybe we ought to write could, the script and do it ourselves. It could it, mean, could, uh, it could go south real fast. So you know, it, yeah. you got to be very serious. I think oh, but, no one has done it because it's it's hard to do that live action because you got to get the right person to you know be uh, the ventriloquist. Yeah, well, well no, but the... it's a movie, so he doesn't actually need to be the ventriloquist. No, 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 no. I, I get it, but 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 you know, to make it where it doesn't seem cheesy yeah, or, or yeah, funny, exactly. where because if somebody laughs, it automatically ruins the whole character. Yeah, well, it's got to be scary. Remember, you know? remember well, the, the thing about the, the ventriloquist is that I think is that, and I remember this is one of the stupidest things from that show, and I love the show. Is that like people didn't realize it was a ventriloquist doll? They actually thought it was real. It, it yeah. was a real person, yeah. and that's yeah, something but, that makes it a little but, harder to translate to. Yeah, the but screen. I think that's just uh, this is the problem with the people, not with the show. I think the show was yeah. done <laughs> fine. I think the people are just not very intelligent. To this day, <laughs> it was maybe, maybe, maybe you do like something everyone. else where maybe Including you do something that, where the the guy like you know the ventriloquist. Um, Maybe you don't show his face, you know. Maybe you cover it up or something. I, I don't know. Or like, like an no, you can't do that either. No, you can't or, do that. You got to see him or, though. He's or how about how about you 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 hear his voice and he comes in, but but gives him give him some time to build this this um, yeah this you know, yeah this kind of like like uh, who is this? What, is he scary and you know that kind of stuff. What you can do maybe like in the first few scenes with the Scarface and the dummy, as he would call Scarface, would yeah. call the ventriloquist dummy. Maybe in the first couple of scenes, uh, you don't show him at all until like the middle or the end of the movie. That way, building some kind of suspense, you know, building yeah. like some kind of uh, I don't know, um, like building the ambience and introducing yeah. the character a little bit more. Yeah, you know what? You you introduce the character in two parts. Um, you you have a movie with a villain, right? So obviously, they're not doing this with the Batman. But maybe like no. in a sequel, like, Chris, I think you introduce the you introduce the, the 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 ventriloquist, <laughs> but as as a guy, and you see his fall, but he's not the main antagonist. Yeah, but you see his fall, so you you don't have to do that because I think it's too much in one movie. You see his fall, and to how he does that, and then the whole movie is focused on on his antics, Scarface's antics. I think would be fantastic, but you don't want to see the fall from because you take away in showing the fall. Um, in one movie of that of that guy of the ventriloquist, and then yeah, and then with Scarface, it's too much. You want to see a Scarface almost the entire film. Well, you're gonna have to make it a movie where Scarface is the main villain and no other villain because it's yeah. gonna be hard enough. Yeah, making yeah. a movie with Scarface in it, and you don't want too many other villains. So you just want to make a, a a movie with Scarface. Yeah, and Batman. Even if it's like a shorter movie, like an hour and a half, to an hour forty-five, whatever. But don't make it too busy, like other movies where there's like two or three villains in it, because then it gets a little bit washed down and too yeah. like. But but you but, know. but I think you too, smart. You play it smart, planning, and you 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 create the the the, the, the guy, the ventriloquist. You introduce him in a movie before that. Yeah, like what the MCU would have done or something yeah. like that. So, you introduce him, so, and then and then you see his fall, but he's not. The main focus, but you see his fall, and then, Chris. And then, but know. then, wh- where do you where do you have you know his character his character development like his backstory? Well, that, that, that that's where the the, the the ventriloquist how he becomes the ventriloquist is like a you know it's a side 
part. Maybe it's maybe it's a, a reaction you know, it's like, to whatever's it's, happening in that movie. He well, it's almost that way, and then and yeah. then the next film is all about Scarface. Yeah, so it's you, like you don't want to combine you gets, it. Too. I think it's too yeah, much. He, so so in the first part, you know, he he has uh, these memories about him getting shitted on, and he's still he's still a nice person, but he creates an alter ego who's who's evil who kills people yeah, to protect the dummy, you, right? If you MCU'd this, you can introduce that character in you know one or two movies previous to the Scarface yeah. movie, and yeah. then you just show him gradually getting getting and, shitted on all the time, and then eventually yeah. he and, and, and then he, yeah. you understand why it's almost like the Hulk when they did that. Basically, they gave us a backdoor trilogy with, with the Hulk. You know, they didn't have the rights to it, but you see, you know, how he was in, uh, um, you know, he was all Hulk and. Uh, um, and Ragnarok, and then you know Avengers: Infinity War. You know he was basically just uh, Bruce Banner, and then you you, you see uh, you know, then you see them together. You know, and, and you know it, to wrap it up, his character in uh, Endgame. Yeah. Uh, so um, they could do something like that with with that character, like because you know he's not strong enough but you got to see his fall how he becomes that nut but putting him together in one movie takes away you want to see scarface from the beginning causing a ruckus and you can even have you can tie this in and make this a detective film especially with scarface you can totally pull that off yeah. but imagine imagine anyway imagine the point uh, yeah go ahead go ahead Eli. The, the point being is that um i think this happens in a lot of batman movies where they use the same characters, which is okay. It's not. I mean, Batman well, because, has so many villains. Well, well because they're easy. Uh, you yeah, know, they're easy. You know, Batman has already, so many good villains, though. Like you could use also another great villain uh, is uh, Clayface. I think that would make a great movie. But yes. they never, they never uh, show him in any of the movies. Um, they touched on Rajah Ghul a bit on. Uh, you know, on the first Batman Begins, but they didn't. I don't think they really captured how good Rachel Ghoul of a villain really is. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Rajah Ghoul, Rachel Ghoul. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's another great uh, Batman villain from uh, the animated series. I thought he was a lot more, uh, you know, better developed in that. A series than it was in the movie, but well, well, I understand I mean, they had, why they did it like that. Obviously, yeah, they had good more time. I, I, I time. really, I really feel that I know that they wanted to DC wanted to do the whole Marvel the MCU, but Batman has enough to be his own MCU. Like yeah. you don't need to get to you don't need to get to the Suicide Squad and then get to the uh, um, Justice League. Like you can do that way later on down the road, like a. Like if they were following a phase, you know, you can do a phase four, or phase I mean, three you, or four. But Batman has enough as rogue villain gallery yeah. to, but to you do, could do all own. that stuff. You could do all that stuff through the Batman movies. You know, the yeah. opposite. Yeah, like just focus on Batman, and you can tell those other stories. You can get to the Justice League, but all through the eyes of Batman. Like that would be amazing. That's your universe right there, DC. If you're uh, listening, DC, um, you know, take some notes. It, it's it's not a secret that Batman and Superman are their main two go-to for movies. Obviously, I mean that's what they've been trying to do, but it, it they just have had trouble with putting it all together and making it work because of you know for whatever reason it may be. 
I think um, what Marvel, the MCU does is that it links it all together and that also that they give their directors a little bit more freedom or slightly more freedom than Warner Brothers did. And you could tell that with, you know, Suicide Squad being choppy and other other and let's not even get into justice league because we could be here another hour hour and a half but <laughs> yeah but um warner brothers has had trouble with you know connecting things and letting the directors develop their own story and making it their own and to a certain extent i know they have to make profits and they have to watch out for things but that's their that's why you know MCU has been so successful and, you know, Warner Brothers and DC has had, you know, little, you know, this much bandwidth because because of that. But but also MCU started with unpopular characters because they didn't have rights to Spider-Man. If they had all those rights, I don't think the MCU, it would have been good, but I don't think it would have been what we see today. And it forced them outside the box to start with your Iron Man, your Hulk, and your your least popular. I mean, Captain yeah, but, America but, probably uh, more popular but it did, of all it but Chris, it didn't get good till Iron Man. Before that, they were pretty shitty. Well, no, man. no, 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 uh, no, yeah. no. It was, but but they were playing with your 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 B team, you know. Because when you think Marvel, you think X Men and you think Spider Man, and and if they had access to all those guys, they would have started with those characters immediately. But they didn't, so they they went well, with their B yeah. team, and and it was great. You know, Iron Man was fantastic. You know, Captain America is probably the most you know um, the well known of that. But they didn't have access to the Fantastic Four, you know. It, it was they had to deal with their so-called B team, so it yeah. forced them to really think: How do we do this? And how do we make it good? Warner how Brothers do we make people want to come. Warner Brothers DC they have access. They're they're not like oh we can't use Batman, so we got to start with Green Lantern. No, they have access to Batman. They have access to Superman. That's the frustrating part. But yeah. you know what though? But the, a lot of their other characters are really interesting and really good stories they're just not very popular characters yeah, they're not great the team though you know if, yeah, if, I, I if you, if, them, you know but they're not the a-team yeah yeah you know uh, uh nobody wants to go see a movie called adam man or, or you know what i mean like yeah that's a cool character but nobody knows who he is really it's gonna, yeah it's not gonna draw an audience books. yeah exactly yeah. But it might be do, a really good story what iron man did and you make the story just so compelling uh, and then you create a want for him but but I mean, know. but Iron Man's you know it's not you know it, oh, yeah yeah no it, he's not it yeah. was a it was a it was a cool movie like it it had style it was charming it it was it, you know movies don't come out like that all the time you know what I mean yeah it's but not, it's, that, that's the point though like they, it, it, he may not be like the most awesome or compelling character but the way they did it the way they wrote it on screen made it relatable for more people to that aren't into comics to go to the movies and watch it and the yep. people that actually like comics and like comic book movies to watch it so they got both in there you know and, and, and that's got excited about thing. it and got into it and that's the frustrating yeah. thing with dc because you didn't have to fight for that you had spider i mean yeah. uh, you had batman and you have superman and they couldn't do it so hopefully you know at some point they'll it, get it right it looks like they're getting it or at least trying to get it together more now because they, the whole reason why they're, they slow down and they stopped completely is because they're trying to get it right. So hopefully with, you know, this whole Snyder Cut coming out, hopefully that revamps the whole thing or helps it come up. 
I, I hope it does. I, ho that... I hope it does, but I hope that the Snyder Cut is not the starting point. It's like, okay, we can make it good now. Now let's restart. And I think the Batman is where you. Yeah, but but you guys got. But I mean, you know, um, Wonder Woman. The first one was really awesome. So yeah, I mean, but we'll we'll get to Wonder Woman eighty four. We'll get to we'll geek out on that today. No, no, but, I know, but I'm yeah. I'm talking about the first one. That was a really cool. Yeah, movie. It was fantastic. I, I enjoyed it. It was yeah. great. It, yeah, I it like is the first one. It, it is, but we'll we'll get to Wonder Woman eighty four and why <laughs> I think that they need to they need to revamp starting with uh, they can save what they currently have right now finish strong but they should start the next inning the next phase just start with the batman and go from there um but anyways real quick uh wrapping it up um uh speaking of dc to wrap that up so uh, obviously there's more uh series and movies like the green lantern the animated series justice league dark um Apocalypse, Apocalypse War, uh, Batman, uh, Bad Blood. They're all going to HBO Max. And if you um, haven't seen them, all of the movies that he just mentioned are right. fucking awesome. Yeah. Justice League Apocalypse War, watch it. It'll blow your fucking mind. It yeah. is oh. a great animated movie. And it's not really for kids. You need yeah. to watch Oh, yeah. It. None of these movies well, are, are really... Well, that's the yeah. problem. Like I've always been saying, DC has really good stories, man. They have fantastic stories. They just don't the seem to be able to translate probably. They make, they don't, they're not really good at translating the movies a lot of yeah. times. I know, but but their stories are no, so damn good. Stories. The animated oh, stories I'm, are I'm good. I'm disagreeing with you, Edgar. I'm, yeah. I'm They're so damn good. It's like, how can you, like, how can you not be able to translate? It's not that difficult. I mean, that's what these people do for a living. But I think they do a good I job can't... with the animated. The animated films are actually really good. Um, they're they're so fantastic. Killing jokes on there. Now, I'm not going to watch that with Preston right now. No, don't. Oh, that's a fantastic film. Don't well, watch any of those com it's, a, it's a fantastic yeah. comic book, man. Uh, the, the, yeah. It's so damn good. It's it's smart. It, you know, yeah. it, it's it's well-written. Yeah. For fucking God's sake, it's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, Superman Doomsday and uh, Man of Tomorrow. Well, you know, also on the HBO Max. Um, and now, as you know, again, they used to be part of the DC Universe. So the DC Universe, um, there, it's going to be a comic exclusive platform, and it's going to be called the DC Universe Infinite, and that will uh, yeah. um, that will launch on January twenty first. I actually canceled my DC Universe app because. Like, what's the point of me having it if it's just going to be a comic book reader? I don't want just a comic book reader. You, you, know? you want the books. I want the. I want the actual you know original content that they were promising. You know, like the Titans live action show and all the other stuff that I w I actually subscribe to DC Universe, but all that went to HBO Max, so it just saves me the trouble. I just get HBO Max and that's it. Yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, Guillermo. Watch that uh, Justice League uh, Apocalypse Dark uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War or whatever it's called. Uh, watch <laughs> that and, and let me know what you think. It's I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, not heard of it, but uh, I'm open to watching it. It's an animated movie, but it's not for kids. If you, I think you, I mean, I liked it a lot. I want to I want to see your take on it. So go ahead and watch. Uh, okay. See if you could get that. Can you can you message me the full title because that's a long thing to remember. Yeah, I'll message it to you. And then, uh, lastly, uh, any fans out there of Zoe's extraordinary playlist uh, season put, two drops I'm, on one six. 
Yeah, I put that down. That's one of those shows that I discovered fairly recently. It's 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 actually a really well written show. I don't think it gets enough attention. I um, didn't even know it was around. Yeah, it's it's basically this wo- woman who um, who like after through after an MRI incident, she hears people's inner thoughts, but as actual oh, yeah. like popular songs, and but it also deals with things like death, suffering, like kind of figuring out how to how to deal with like a lot of tragedy and stuff but it's a very it's a very upbeat one you get a, a an amazing soundtrack for that um and like it it was a really good show uh for at least the first season so they're gonna have the second one in a few days and i'm kind of and excited this is on what i'm sorry um that one is on netflix oh okay yeah, it a, was it an nbc show and they moved it to netflix <laughs> no. Yeah. no 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 Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're mixing movies up. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. That's why I kind of got all confused. <laughs> I know. I, I kept finding myself <laughs> actually saying like Nor- Nora's um, Nor- some endless. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Infinite uh, playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't it like Zach and Nora or something that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get those titles mixed up, but this is a show. Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Yeah. Um, and it does have a great playlist. Like you could just enjoy it just for the songs. Yeah, I, I bet you it's probably on like on Apple find Music it on or Spotify guys, too. But I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I bet you that playlist playlist is probably on Spotify or Apple Music. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, Most likely. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of music, uh, Edgar, music news. <laughs> All right, guys, music news this week. Uh, I got, um, uh, when it comes to LPs this week, I have three. The first one uh, is uh, this year is uh, Mars the 10th year anniversary of, of the Black Keys Brothers. Um, if you've never heard this album, uh, get it now, order on Amazon, whatever you need to do. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, album. Um, it's just a remastered version, and um, uh, you know I've never mentioned this on the on music news, so I, I took the opportunity to to, to um, not that it needs any. It's Grammy award winning and the whole nine, but um, Brothers is a fantastic um, album. It's been on uh, radio stations all over the country, so I'm sure you've heard one song from there. So yeah, so uh, Brothers from Black Keys. The second uh, um, LP I have on the list is um, called Slaughter Beach Dog, and the name of the album is called At the uh, At the Moonbase. And this is a pretty cool record that I that I recently um, started listening to, uh, like a folk rock. Uh, some stuff's like spoken word. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, so definitely check that out. And then um, lastly, on the LPs we have uh, Mayor Hawthorne, and uh, the name of the album is called Rare Changes and uh, this is a pretty cool offering from uh, Mayor Hawthorne. So, if you're a fan of the guy, he's been around for a while, and um, he's mostly known for like that soul kind of revival stuff. But um, this is a more like uh, '70s, '80s kind of. Uh, he changes it up, so it's a pretty cool album. I definitely check it out. Now, as far as singles go, this week we have um, a single from. It's actually it was. Um, one of those record store day uh, uh, deals, um, and it's a, a single from uh, Brand Brandy Carlisle, um, very very famous um, 
uh, singer, um, uh, songwriter, and um, she did a, a, a couple covers from um, uh, Soundgarden, and uh, she did Black Hole Sun, and uh, uh, I want to say the B-side was a, a song uh, called Searching, uh, Searching With My Good Eye Closed, which is a fantastic uh, cover of, um, uh, of a Soundgarden song. So definitely check out uh, Searching With My Good Eye Closed by Brandy Carlisle. And actually it was, um, uh, they used the, the, band, the Soundgarden, obviously without the lead singer. Um, and, you know, so she, she uh, went in there and sang the song while the, the actual band played. So it's, uh, it's, it sounds really good. And then lastly, we, had, um, we have another single by uh, some uh, famous uh, musician named Ed Sheeran. I'm sure you guys know who he is. And the name of the song is called Afterglow. And this is a, a very beautiful song. I am not very familiar with him, although I know he's, he's huge all over the world. Is not necessarily my my cup of tea, but uh, I always try to listen to all the new music that comes out and um, give you my uh, best opinions. And this was a beautiful song, so uh, definitely uh, um, check Afterglow. And that's it for uh, music news this week. Thank you, Edgar. Second down and ten. Takes the snap. Gives it. Jump runs. He's to the ten. All righty, guys. The uh, L.A. Rams have secured their playoff spot uh, by one of two ways, actually. They, they, they got their playoff spot by the uh, Chicago Bears losing today um, to the Packers, uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, but the uh, Rams took care of business today, um, not with Jared Goff. Um, he's been sucking it lately. Um, <laughs> put it That's light, an understatement. It it's an understatement. And fingers McGee, you know, damaged his thumb and needed uh, some uh, surgery, um, so he's out right now. And uh, John Wolford, um, their backup quarterback, is in, and uh, he, he uh, you know, they they successfully with uh, today, um, they successfully with uh, um, a trio of. Uh, you know, field goals today, uh, um, a, a blocked uh, field goal attempt um, by the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams successfully uh, beat uh, Arizona 18-7, to so they uh, clinched their playoff berth um, and will be playing uh, next week. Um, that'll be uh, interesting. A lot of good teams out there. Don't know how far these uh, Rams will go, but uh, without, without Jared Goff, this should uh, actually be uh, looking a lot better. So, um, Edgar, your 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 yes, thoughts? Uh, any season wrap ups? Uh, your your Niners? Uh, <laughs> man, that's just all I gotta say is injuries, man. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, it's killing the it's killing the team, man. So, I don't expect I didn't expect very much from them, to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, then uh, as, as far yeah. as as far as the Rams go, though, um, I'm. Kind of surprised that they're actually uh, in the playoffs. To be honest with you, like yeah. you did say, um, they've been uh, playing Goff down. Is, yeah, they've been playing yeah. down to um, to some of the, uh, the you know their teams, uh, um, you know, especially their their lower uh, 
opponent teams. I mean, you know, um, the, definitely they, the they lose to, Yeah, they, they lose to, to the Jets. Yeah, they, I mean, they, really? they, they the give Jets. them their one win of the season. I don't know if the Jets <laughs> got a win this week, but I highly doubt. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I again, I don't personally see them going past this this first round. But if they do, great, fantastic. You know, I'm all for that. But I don't really, you know, not this year. Yeah. Um, but they they need to get a new quarterback. Um, you know, John Wolford, excellent today. I think he did. Uh, he completed uh, 22 of 38 pass attempts uh, for 231 yards with, um, with an interception and running it for uh, 56 yards. Um, but uh, the Lakers took care of business today against uh, Memphis. Um, your top uh, scorers again, of course, uh, LeBron James, uh, 22, uh, 22 points today, 32 minutes, um, eight assists. Um, and, uh, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Have you uh, seen that, uh, that injury? Yeah, that little uh, ankle energy, injury he had. Um, then, of yeah. course, you had uh, um, Anthony Davis, uh, 32 minutes in the game with 17 points, one assist. So nice. uh, nine rebounds for Anthony Davis. Um, but they're, they're, you know, um, they're starting off pretty, pretty solid right now. It's way too early to, to say anything, yeah. but they're still, they're still the favorites to, uh, win the uh, division and win the conference and get to the finals and repeat. So we shall see, um, hockey starts back up, um, uh, next week. So, um, we'll be on the lookout for that. It'll be fun that that's coming back. Um and dude, San Diego made some uh, you know some some moves. Talk about moves, man. Yeah, yeah San Diego definitely. Padres. Um, they acquired and via trade they acquired Blake Snell of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Wait, did, uh, did, did the physical go through already or no? I think so. No, I'm pretty sure. I thought they introduced him already. Um, oh, okay. And and they also picked up. Uh, what was they pick up? They picked up uh, um, from uh, the Cubs. They picked up. Uh, Dodgers old pitcher. Um, oh my god, I'm looking at his name right now. Um, you Darvish. Um, they picked up you oh. Darvish as well from the uh, Cubs via trade as well. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. But remember, they have they have they have injuries with Clevenger, so they're they're going to be no joke this year. They will definitely be competition. Uh, the Dodgers rotation is still stronger, and we and that's not including David Price. Um, you know, and supposedly by all accounts, it looks like David Price will pitch this year. So wow. Okay. Um, yeah, it, 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 he plans on it. There, there's no saying yeah. that he's going to drop out like he did uh, yeah. the 2020 season um, due to co- uh, coronavirus. Um, but it it it'll be good for competition. Like, you know, um, yeah. I have nothing against the, the Padres. You know, being competition, but Dodgers ran away with this thing for years, and it, it's it's nice to do that. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's great to have some sports, uh, you know, something to talk about now. It's been a, a lull the past two months. So, all right, guys. Well, we'll be right back with a quick commercial break. If you enjoy this program and are interested in promotional, sponsorship, and advertising opportunities, reach out to promotions at geeksandbrews.com for more information. Geeks and Brews. Moments 
in bad broadcasting. Eli, what have you been up to? I've been, you know, chilling, representing, you know, what I do out in the hood. Anything anything new that you've uh, watched, read? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even get through that myself. Oh, that was terrible. I apologize. Uh, that, 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 that might be a, a moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a moment. Alrighty, guys. Today we are geeking out on Wonder Woman 1984, the Warner Brothers film that was dropped on HBO Max. It's currently streaming through January 24th if you have a subscription to HBO Max. Again, I guess it goes dark after that and then eventually will be re-released onto HBO Max um, permanently. I don't know why they, they pull it, but I, it's their the, quote-unquote theatrical run. Again, directed by Patty Jenkins as the first um, Wonder Woman film. Um, and it stars uh, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, uh, Kristen Wiig. Um, uh, also, uh, our, our, man, our main man from The Mandalorian. Uh, um, oh, I'm trying to play his name Pascal. right now. Uh, Pascal. Pedro Pascal um, is back. Uh, or not is back is in this this film as well. Uh, he plays the uh, the villain, or I guess you can call him the villain Maxwell Lord. So this is an interesting film. So Wonder Woman it it starts off like the first film started off. There's the uh, the flashback to when she was a kid, and uh, you know she she's told the lesson there, like you know you don't don't cheat your way through. Yeah. Don't you know, do shortcuts. Through. There's no shortcuts, no shortcuts in life. Yeah. yeah. That's so much of what the first scene is. Yeah, and you know what? With these Wonder Woman films, I kind of like that kind of style of storytelling, as long as you execute it correctly. Um, so, you know, she she you know so basically, there's a you know there's this uh, there's there's this uh, device that is this ancient this ancient uh, you know this this ancient uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it but this ancient uh, device that grants wishes wishes almost like like a genie in a way. It's not a device though. It's, well, it's like an old that's stone. Not, like a stone, like a stone. stone, but not a device, but yeah, a, a stone. But it grants a, a wish, you know, what, what, what you truly desire. Um, however, it, it was made by one of the gods. So, you know, it, it grants you that wish, but it takes something back in return. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, whether it be health or, you know, what whatnot. <clears throat> uh, so, Pedro Pascal's character, Maxwell Lord, really wants this device. But He's smart enough to realize that you know what? I want to become that, or not the device, but the stone. I want to become this stone, and th- therefore, you ask me what you wish for, and then I decide, you know, what I get from you in return. So, you know, he was very smart in that regards. Obviously, backfires later on down the road, but you know, Gal 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 was talking about the, the actress's Wonder name. Woman. Wonder uh, Woman. Yeah, Di- Diana. Diana really wants, you know, uh, Chris Pine's character, Steve. She wants him and back. You know, he, he dies, obviously, at the end of uh, Wonder Woman, the original, uh, back during the World War I. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she's longed for him. And it's, it's been now, this, is, this story obviously takes place in 1984. So it's been a good 60 plus years. So she's been, you know, traveling her, you know, 
living her life for 60 years um, without the love of her life. And, you know, when she comes in contact with this stone, she, you know, that that's her wish. It's very subtle. Like you have to. She doesn't you know, even say it, though. She just no. thinks it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. So my wife was watching it first. And I was building toys, and you know it's Christmas Day, and I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm not really paying attention. So I know I'm gonna go back and watch it after. But she's telling me, I'm like, oh, how did Chris Pine's character, like, how did he come back? Like, how did Steve come back? I don't know. He just kind of came back. He inhabited so like, another person's body, and yeah, then she yeah. commits rape by actually having sex with that per- that person <laughs> who's being possessed by her yeah. former lover. Yeah, this is very disturbing. Yeah, they completely fucked over some other guy's life. Just so that Chris Pine could inhabit his body. <laughs> it's really like, I, what I, the fuck, dude? I, like, that's I, messed up. I heard this on another podcast. And so basically, um, she's getting dick from someone else. And, and, and it's not Chris Pine, but it is Chris Pine in a weird way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's all over the place right there. Did they have to bring Steve back? It's no. I, I thought that was weak. That was yeah. very weak. He didn't have to. So their their goal is to get this stone back and to recover the stone and make things right. Of course, Barbara Minerva, um, aka Cheetah, um, she's not Cheetah yet, obviously, but she wishes that she can be just like Diana. And of course, she starts acquiring powers. Now, there's all kinds of side effects. Um, one one of the side effects of uh, the wish from uh, Diana, she loses her powers. Um, they yeah. start failing. Uh, they never fully lose it. They don't really explain how much she loses because she has some powers, just less. And yeah. and keep in mind though, when she wished it, when she when, when Diana made her wish, Maxwell Lord wasn't the stone yet. He didn't become the stone. He didn't wish to become the stone yet. Till so, after. Yeah. So otherwise, he would have given her whatever that you know whatever he deemed fit as as what I take from you. So this is the natural course of the stone at this point. This is why she was not able to access her powers. If not losing them, not able to access them. But they go on to this adventure. It takes us to Egypt because Maxwell Lord, you know, wants to, you know, own all the the, the oil supply of the world and he's he's conning these these oil uh, typhoons um, you know, over in uh, in Egypt and the Middle East and stuff. He, he's he's conning them to you know with these wishes, so he becomes this this powerful guy, and you know again a lot of it's not needed because Maxwell Lord's character should have been like the vehicle, like the vessel, not necessarily your main antagonist. But I mean, I, I see why he could have been you know like he's responsible in the assist of creating Cheetah. But really, Cheetah should have been the villain in this. I don't know yeah. why they focused on uh, Minerva. Uh, I mean, not Minerva, on uh, Maxwell Lord. Well, Maxwell Lord's character was interesting. Like, I found him, on one hand, like the actor looked like he was having a lot of fun, but I found, oh, yeah, him, yeah. I found him to be just so over the top. Like, it's not believable because he got what he wanted and then he just continued and it, to the point where he it goes up and becomes effectively the president owns a lot of countries and then he wants to give everyone a wish would actually when you think about it would actually be problematic because like when he makes wishes like someone makes a wish suddenly there's all these people that are almost like like zombies in that they're like 
in like one woman says she wants to be a celebrity and suddenly there's random people that are treating her like a celebrity like that means that they're affecting the memories and the paths of all these people yeah. which if everyone wanted a wish that just would not make sense I think the the actress performances wasn't the weak part of the film. That was actually the best part of the film because yeah. all of them did a great job. Uh, it was the story. You know, it was yeah, the, the story. The best story. Chris, Chris, I, my take on it, um, and, and if I don't know how you guys felt about it, but I felt like the the director did an homage to like a like a Superman two film. Like yes. a very, yes, very nineteen, very nineteen eighties, you know. So because of that, there's it felt there's like episodic in a way. Like you, you see it. the intro, there's, that, a, you there's this cheesiness that comes with it, you know. There's a, uh, there's um, you know, like the she kind of exploited a little bit the male chauvinism and like shit like that. Yeah. And and even the female characters, even though she was a bad person or she did bad stuff, she was kind of a good, a good female character, and you felt bad for her. You you she was likable. Till you know towards the end or whatever, but so you know I, I felt like they did a it was a very you know cheesy kind of uh, retro like a like homage to to the the eighties films. So that's yeah, why but, but stuff, stuff seems very very like cheesy at times and kind of like a little over the top and like you know and, that and wasn't even that wasn't even the things, issue. That wasn't even the issue. The issue is more in the storytelling of like yeah. who's your if you focus on who's your right antagonist, which I think yeah. should have been Cheetah, because that's your your opposite. She's the equal and opposite. That's yeah, but but if you look, like if, no look at, if you listen if you look at her no, I get it, but if you look at her character the way it was done, you're supposed to feel bad for her because she's been shitted on well, by, yeah, by yeah, man and all that stuff. Oh no, so no. Her, you know what I mean? So you that's why she that. becomes bad. That's yeah, why she becomes still, bad. You still so, do that, but but so even though you know, so even though you know, she even though she is it, you focus on her. She was, you you she. It might not be right that what she did, but you can understand why she did it. You oh, know, no, no, she, no, 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 no. Seeing, seeing the um, the evolution of Barbara Minerva to become <laughs> Sheeta was fine the way it was. But yeah. she should have taken over the reins. Again, Pedro Pascal is the genie in the bottle. When you're watching Aladdin, Aladdin's driving your story, not the genie. He's he's a vessel to get to from point A to point B. But he's not your your lead. That's where this movie went wrong, is they focused on the wrong antagonist. Yeah. You definitely so you, needed more Cheetah in the movie well, than yeah. the although, although I will say that uh, it's become such a big like commonly an overly done trope to just have someone with the equal powers face off against you, especially yeah, but that's yeah. that's gonna happen. I mean, any movie, but like that have a protagonist so and an antagonist, it's, it's usually your equal and opposite is your main threat. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about powers. I'm talking about just it could be intellect. It could be any anything basic. You know, yeah. you want to get here, but that person wants to stop you because they want something else or they want it as well. So that, yeah, that's yeah. just how movies work. And yeah. it was a but, but I thought, but I had. thought, yeah, but I thought because the way it was done, because it was a whole eighties thing, I thought uh, Pascal was kind of like the Lex Luthor. That's why I felt like they gave him more. Yeah, of, it, of, it, of uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it, you know the brains or, right. or so. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why it, that to me it made sense, and you know I I, I enjoyed. It. I thought it was entertaining. Oh, it's entertaining. Um, and, it's and entertaining, I, but yeah, it's also, and I like it's also like WTF. 
like and, and I, but I I like that they kind of they did the the you know like they did a lot of the 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 the, the aesthetic you know like you know like the um the whole eighties themed and like the the, the way they, they dressed and like you know more though they could have done more yeah um, and eighties uh, music we lost they lost golden opportunities for eighties music yet they seem to be focused more on like the credits like when you first saw the film when you know the the, the very the, you know the credits the introduction credits it, i was really thrown off at first i thought is there artifacts you know something wrong with the the file i'm watching and then i kind of realized i mean it took me like a, a couple of those and to realize no that's the style they're going for like the vhs thing yeah. but it wasn't throughout the whole screen it's this pristine hd you know screen and then just the the, the character you know played you know the, the title and the, and the actor's name or, or you yeah. know producer's name or whatever those had that little you know vhs style 80s fuzziness to them and that's what i really did not like because it's like all right you you should have done the whole you know thing like that like they did with the end sequence with, with mm-hmm. you know every it looked like you're watching a bad tape or you know the magnetism all that stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, they, they they did that they, they try to do both in the beginning and at first i'm like what's what's wrong here something's wrong with the file i have you know, it got uh-huh. to contact HBO Max, and then you realize no, that was that was on purpose. <laughs> but they focus on that stuff. All the '80s music you could have had. Where did the budget go? Like you yeah. could have had well, so much I mean, more that's 80s licensing, music. Yeah, licensing. Yeah, licensing. Yeah, I don't get it. But this is a big budget, so it's not like you know I'm doing the movie and I can't afford the licensing. You know, well, no, another thing too. Another thing too. They had it for what over a year. They could have. They could yeah. have. You know, changed. The Come music, on. You know? That's for sure. I, I, I don't get me, it. There are some golden opportunities there. It, it's like like the last Wonder Woman movie. It was good in the beginning. It was okay in the middle. And then at the end, it fell short. That's how I felt in the last Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, but, but even But I still like the yeah. last Wonder Woman movie more than this one. Even, yeah. I mean, it was cool, but I was expecting a little bit more. Um, I like this movie. I thought it was good. Uh, I thought I mean, it was... It was okay, and I, I don't hate it. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again, but I thought it could have been better. I do like the first one more than this one. But overall, I think I would give it like a six, no more than like a six and a half. Yeah, I agree with a five. Ah, oh, man, really? I'll tell you why. What else disturbed me? What else disturbed me about this is that so Steve is the, I mean, Diana knows she has to re re recount her wish, you know, or re- renounce her wish. Like, I no, we can't. We got we got to get rid of that. But Steve's the one that tells her, "You got to do it. You got to do it. I'm already gone." And it's like, no, she should have been the one that realized it and says, "Steve, I I can't do this anymore." And it, it's almost like the choice was made for her. And then on top of that, after she renounces her wish, all of a sudden she has that 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 golden eagle suit. Um, they missed a, a they missed a big opportunity. So um, the only reason they brought him back was to, to to for her to lose her powers. Is that the only reason they did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, because it, it, it realistically they, they didn't really need to. They didn't really need to bring him back. Him. No. The movie would have been fine without him. Also, yeah, like, wish for something else. They didn't I was going to say one thing that I want to point out is that. When you think about it, in the first Wonder Woman movie, I think she only knew him for like, a, like a week or just a few weeks. It wasn't yeah. a long time, and that was sixty years ago. So she yeah. <laughs> she refused to date someone 
Because she was in mourning for him for 60, 60 years? years. And it wasn't like she was with him for 60 years. Hey, like, man. That been, you, know, you know, she wasn't hey, with love him. Is love is love, dog. Why are you hating? Hey, man. Hey, man. All I can say is she's, she's you know, in this movie, she was very easy in the eyes. So imagine she likes you that much. I, yeah. You know, that'd be pretty she awesome. Really was. She's always yeah, easy on the eyes, but in this one in particular, you're like, oh, years. gosh, she was so beautiful. God. Dude, I, I, I got to agree with that. Just for that, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give it a seven. seven. <laughs> just no, for that. No, just I, for I, that. Can't. I cannot yes, do that. Yes, yes, yes. She no, did look good, Edgar, in those gowns, those oh fancy Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but she's No, no, I know. I, I agree with you on that. I, I know. I agree with you, but it's not worth bringing it up to a No, saying that she's very good looking is not being a chauvinist pig. No, saying that you're going to give it a seven solely because of that. Yeah, no, that, that's an no, evil. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I said, I said, that, I, said a, I was. I said I was a chauvinist pig. I said I was going to give it a seven before I said she was easy on the eyes. No, no. Nope. Um. Okay. So, so here's another thing part. that they, here's another thing that fell apart. Linda Carter makes an appearance as a stereo at the yeah, very, very end. end. Of the, yeah. Why couldn't she give the golden suit or do something like that instead of that very end, you know, which makes absolutely no sense. She should have handed her that suit and say, you've earned it. Or she had it like in that closet. Just, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It was a golden opportunity. <laughs> no pun intended or a golden suit. Maybe no, she I'm wasn't available. You don't intended. know her schedule, dude. No, they, they could have had Linda Carter do that. It, it, it made no sense. But no, I, I give it a five. So a solid five. Edgar, you giving it a seven? Yes, sir. Eli? I give it like a six. A six? Guillermo. I'm trying to be nice. I'll go, I'll go to a five and a half or a six. Okay. All nice. right. Well, that's Wonder Woman 4, 19, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> Um, again, that is available right now if you have a subscription to HBO Max, um, it, and uh, you have to, you get to watch it till January twenty fourth. So check that out. All right, Edgar, beat of the week. All right, guys. Uh, beat of the week this week uh, is a headbanger um, by uh, this little band called the Foo Fighters, um, and the name of the track is called "No Son of Mine," um, and it's a it's a pretty fantastic song. So um, please enjoy "No Son of Mine" by the Foo Fighters. Will ever do the work of villains who will oppose. If you believe it, it must be true. No son of mine, no son of mine. And that, again, is No Son of Mine by Foo Fighters. That is available on uh, wherever you can find music. Um, the album comes out uh, next month, I believe. Um, remember, though, you can definitely check it out on our uh, playlist, our Geeks and Beats playlist. That is available on Apple Music and Spotify. 
uh, Geeks and Beats. Guillermo, don't let us down. Fun fact of the day. So with all the New Year celebrations and stuff like that, and my recent trip in Vegas, I was reminded of the movie The Hangover. And um, you'll remember if you saw the movie, there was one guy who plays a dentist. And apparently, because of a dare, he actually pulls out his own tooth. Well, here's a fun fact. Um, That actor actually did have a missing tooth in real life. Huh. And so what he did was he literally went to his dentist and asked his dentist to um, to unscrew his fake tooth so that they could they could realistically make it look like he pulled out his tooth in the movie. That's amazing. Nice. That, that's that's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> we, we know a mutual friend who, who uh, lost a tooth. Oh, my gosh. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fantastic movie, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I love the Hangover movie, the original. I, I was thinking when when you had a fun fact and you were, uh, I, I thought maybe uh, you had a friend that like you know has one of those uh the, the man purses. No, it's a satchel, <laughs> like Indiana <laughs> Jones. Oh, there was be something like that. <laughs> all right, be sure to stock us. We're available on all the social medias. We're on Facebook.com/slash Geeks and Brews. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Geeks and Brews. Uh, we are now on. Uh, you can, you know, get in touch with us uh, via the uh, um, the app WhatsApp. Um, so be sure to check us out there. Um, of course, the uh, podcast lives on Anchor.fm, but we are available on Apple Music. Um, I'm sorry, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. That is where you can uh, write us a review, give us some stars, uh, tell us what you think of the show. Um, we're also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. A new one uh, we've we recently been um, approved on this podcast service called Verbal. So we're available on the Verbal. So check that out. And, of course, for all your geeking out with a brew needs, there's geeksandbrews.com. Uh, guys, what have we learned today, Eli? We've learned that um, there's not very few movies of comic book movies that I absolutely love, I could say just unbiasedly yes. But uh, Edgar actually liked this movie a lot more than I did, so that kind of surprised me. So we learned that. All righty, uh, Guillermo. I learned very simply that Edgar is a chauvinist. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar, what have you learned? Yes, um, I learned that, um, well, and I didn't learn, well, no, I guess I, I am, um, how, how can I put it, um, uh, I get reminded, I learned that I, every time I watch a, a Gal Gadot movie, I get reminded how uh, easy on the eyes she is. <laughs> she is easy on the eyes. I'm yeah, definitely. Sure is, man. And what have I learned? I learned that Guillermo is definitely not the leader as he introduced himself earlier in the show as I jumbled <laughs> off what I was saying. Um, but uh, thank you for that, uh, wow. Guillermo. Wow. <laughs> you have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I agree with it, too, Chris. <laughs> All righty. Uh, next week, guys, uh, we'll, we'll, 
we'll, we'll, we'll post on the socials what we're learning, uh, what we're going to watch next week. So, Eli, take us away. All right, everybody, for Geeks and Brews, this is Edgar, Guillermo, Eli, and Chris saying leave no beer behind. Thank you very much for listening. Stay geeky, stay strong, wash your hands, and we'll see you next time. Why do you have to wash that awful taste out of my mouth? Mountain Dew or crab juice? Ugh! Oh, jeez! I'll take a crab juice. <laughs> <laughs>